Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, uh, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 96. He stood of old, the holy Christ, amid the suffering throng, with whom his lightest touch sufficed to make the weakest strong. That healing gift God gives to them who use it in his name. The power that filled the garment's hem is ever more the same. Hymn number 96. If you would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and look for the place that says, click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. And the theme for tonight is, The Undivided Garment of Christ. And the readings will now be given by Mishaela from Canada. The Bible, Isaiah. I will greatly rejoice in the 
My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. He hath covered me with the robe of righteousness. Mark Jesus taketh with him Peter and James and John and leadeth them into an high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. And his raiment became shining, exceeding white as snow, so as no fuller on earth can write them. And there appeared unto them Elias with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. And there was a cloud that overshadowed them, and a voice came out of the cloud, saying, This is my beloved. Hear him. Luke. Then said Jesus, Consider the lilies, how they grow. They toil not, they spin not. And yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothed the grass which is today in the field and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O ye of little faith? And seek ye not what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, neither be ye of doubtful mind. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after, and your Father knoweth that ye have need of these things. But rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Mark And Jesus, when he came out, saw much people, and was moved with compassion toward them. And whithersoever he entered, into villages or cities or country, they laid the sick in the streets and besought him that they might touch, if it were but the border of his garment. And as many as touched him were made whole. And they came to Jericho, and he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people. Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side, begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou, son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him, hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal, Thou, son of David, have mercy on me.
And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Matthew And Jesus said unto No man putteth a piece of new cloth unto an old garment, for that which is put in to fill it up taketh from the garment and the rent is made worse. Ephesians That ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man which is corrupt, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that ye put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and True Holiness Revelation He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white garment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. I will now read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and Prose Works, both by Mary Baker Eddy. Anciently, the followers of Christ or Truth measured Christianity by its power over sickness, sin, and death. But modern religions generally omit all but one of these powers, the power over sin. We must seek the undivided garment, the whole Christ, as our first proof of Christianity. For Christ, truth alone can furnish us with the absolute evidence. The robes of spirit are white and clistering, like the raiment of Christ. Even in this world, therefore, let thy garments be always white. Blessed is the man that endureth, overcometh temptation. For when he is tried, proved faithful, he shall receive the crown of life 
which the Lord hath promised unto them that love him. First James 12. To cure a bodily ailment, every broken moral law should be taken into account and the error be rebuked. Fear, which is an element of all disease, must be cast out to readjust the balance for God. Casting out evil and fear enables truth to outweigh error. The only course is to take antagonistic grounds against all that is opposed to the health, holiness, and harmony of man, God's image. The mind quacks believe that mortal man is identical with immortal man and that the immortal is inside the mortal. That good and evil blend that matter and spirit are one, and that soul or spirit is subdivided into spirits or souls, alias gods. This infantile talk about mind healing is no more identical with Christian science than the babe is identical with the adult or the human belief reassembles the divine idea. Hence, it is impossible for those holding such material and mortal views to demonstrate my metaphysics. Theirs is the sensuous thought which brings forth its own sensuous conception. Mine is the spiritual idea which transfigures thought. Divine philosophy is demonstrably the true idea of the Christ, wherein principle heals and saves. A philosophy which cannot heal the sick has little resemblance to science and is, to say the least, like a cloud without rain, driven about by every wind of doctrine. Such philosophy has certainly not touched the hem of the Christ garment. Body and mind are correlated in man's salvation. For man will no more enter heaven sick than as a sinner. And Christ's Christianity casts out sickness as well as sin of every sort. Test, if you will, metaphysical healing on two patients. One having morals to be healed, the other having a physical ailment. Use as your medicine the great alternative truth. Give to the immoralist a mental dose that says, 
You have no pleasure in sin and witness the effects. Either he will hate you and try to make others do likewise. So taking a dose of error big enough apparently to neutralize your truth. Else he will doubtingly await the result. During which interim, by constant combat and dire, you get the victory and truth heals him of the moral malady. On the other hand, to the bedridden sufferer, administer this alternative truth. God never made you sick. There is no necessity for pain. And truth destroys the error that insists on the necessity of any man's bondage to sin and sickness. Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Then, like blind Bartimaeus, the doubting heart looks up through faith, and your patient rejoices in the gospel of health. Thus you see it is easier to heal the physical than the moral ailment. When divine truth and love heal of sin, the sinner who is at ease in sin, how much more should these heal of sickness the sick who are diseased, discomforted, and who long for relief? Meekness, moderating human desire, inspires wisdom and produces divine power. Human lives are yet uncarved in the rough marble, encumbered with crude root fragments and awaiting the hammering, chiseling and transfiguration from his hand. Great only as good because fashioned divinely were those unpretentious and colossal characters, Paul and Jesus. Theirs were the modes of mind cast in the molds of Christian science, called by the supremely natural transforming power of truth and the character of Jesus by his original scientific sonship with God. Philosophy never has produced, nor can it reproduce, these stars of the first magnitude, fixed stars in the heavens of soul. When shall earth be crowned with the true knowledge of Christ? Christ's truth gives mortals temporary food and clothing until the material, transformed with the ideal, disappears.
and man is clothed and fed spiritually. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, Please announce the next hymn. Hymn number 19. Behold, they stand in robes of white, who out of tribulation came. With songs of joy upon their heads, they praise his holy name. Oh, these are they whose hearts are pure and free from any free from sin or any stain. They stand before the throne of light. Their joy shall never wane. Hymn number 19.
Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our Wednesday evening testimony meeting for Wednesday, August 9th, 2023. Everyone is welcome here. We have quite a wonderful outreach from our church, much of which is from our various websites, and many of those are in other foreign languages. And as a result, people across the globe have found God's healing and inspired word. And we're grateful for each and every one of you who have done so. There's one item I'd like to point out that we're featuring on the homepage of our English website. It's a beautiful article by Bicknell Young entitled, One Soul. Mr. Young does a remarkable job with this article. I highly recommend it. Uh, join us every Sunday. We start Sundays here at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. We follow it with our church service at 11 o'clock, and we offer a Sunday school for children, which meets every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. And we also have a teleconference feature for our Sunday school, which enables students that don't live in the area to attend our Sunday school by telephone. And what this means is that your child also can attend our Sunday school by phone, regardless of where you live. Call up the church, we'll give you the number for the Sunday school, and we would love to welcome your child there. One more announcement before we go on. Our full text lesson sermon booklet for the month of September has been published, printed, and was just recently mailed out. For, so for those of you who subscribe, you should be getting yours in the mail very shortly. I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul, Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for everybody that gives a testimony tonight, we kindly ask that you keep it within four minutes. This will give everybody else the opportunity to share their offering tonight. And for those who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. But keep in mind also, when you do so, we're going to be able to hear you and any other sounds that your telephone picks up. So please be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Nathan. Nathan from California. Go ahead. Hi. Uh, 
Thank you for allowing me to give uh, my testimony. Um, I've written it down, so I will just uh, do my best to read it and ad-lib a little bit. So what I wrote is, Mary Baker Eddy in Science and Health has revolutionized my life. It brought me out of a dark place of suicide and despair to a place of peace, hope, contentment, and joy. And thank you, Plainfield, for opening your heart and your hand to me during my time of need. Um, It provided me with a cool drink of water and safety and showed me this glorious path of Miss Eddie's steps to our loving Father, Mother, God. Um, Over the years, I've studied uh, daily science and health. Um, And this is one, this testimony is one of my latest demonstrations. And I've had many, many, so this is just one, um, a small one, but I wanted to uh, talk about it. It Aligned with um, the reading tonight, um, you know, that the, the Father knoweth our needs, you know, and if we put God first, um, you know, he will meet them. And this is, this is why I wanted to talk about it, because it was instantaneously met. So last week, so it was about my water in my house. It had stopped working, and it's a brand new home, and we couldn't figure out why we had no water. Everyone, it's a, it's a condominium, so everyone else around us had water, the building had water, but ours did not. So that night I called a contractor and I couldn't get anyone to the next day. So we couldn't flush the toilet, anything like that. No water whatsoever in our home. And then I called the city the next morning and they sent someone out and the city still couldn't, city still couldn't figure it out. I had to run an errand while the city worker was at our house. Sorry, someone's trying to call. Why city worker was at our house, and I remembered something I had been studying um, that morning, and it was the four rivers of Eden: Python, Gihon, Hittikel, and Euphrates. And these are discussed um, in Science and Health on page 585 through 593. Um, and this is so when I was reading about those four rivers, this is how I categorized it in my head so I can think about it. Python, love and beauty and harmony. Gihon, womanhood. Um, Hittikel, divine science. Euphrates, innocence. Human beliefs before accepted sin. So so while I was on my drive, you know, because I've been focused on matter, material, trying to fix this problem in our house, I thought, why am I thinking about matter to fix this problem? I began to think about the rivers. And I just thought about the channel of God, God consciousness, the channel of um, love, beauty, harmony, and goodness. And the minute I changed my thought, and I thought about that, within 10 seconds, I got a call, and they found the problem with the water. And the water was instantly back on. I found this to be an instantaneous manifestation of God's good. I was focused on matter to fix the problem, which was incorrect thinking. The second I corrected my thought, within 10 seconds, the objective so-called problem was fixed. Also, it was free to me with no charge. I didn't have to pay, nothing. It was taken care of. And the, the 
gentleman that found it, it didn't have anything to do with his, with the city. This taught me to continue to practice what I studied. Although I had studied that morning, it wasn't until hours later that I actually thought of those rivers and meditated on those rivers that Miss Eddie talked about. This is what I have been looking for all of my life, Christian science discovered by Mary Baker Eddy, who has shown me a clear way to live. I am ever so grateful. I'm so thankful. And I will continue not only to work, 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 watch, and pray for my life, but as Miss Eddy did, I read in her autobiography that she worked for the world and mankind. And I will continue to watch and pray for our brothers and sisters out there. I will follow our leader's direction and will continue on working for mankind. Thank you. Thank you. Mara from Mississippi, go ahead. Happy to be a part of this meeting tonight. I'm so grateful that I found the Plainfield Christian Science Church. I'm very I'm very thankful for all that I'm learning from everyone here, especially my practitioner. Christian science is such a comforting, happy, fearless way of life. The members of Plainfield are such great role models of Christian science. I love how we are taught at Plainfield to pray and watch for our world. We are taught to pray everywhere we go and pray for everyone we see around us and also to love everyone. We learn how God is love all around us and always there for us. Um, one of the things that I'm learning is that Christian science takes a lot of discipline. It's really something you have to work at. To constantly be aware of the negative thoughts and stop thinking them because they are not from God and pray without ceasing. This is a challenge, but something I'm working on. One night this week, after I let my puppy back inside after a walk, he started yelping very loudly and frantically. He ran inside the bedroom and tried to squeeze under the bed. We calmed him down, but still weren't sure what had happened and how he got so hurt and scared. Although he calmed down, he still seemed injured because every time he would move, he would whimper and cry. My husband and I stayed up throughout the night comforting him and I prayed knowing who he really is, although I, which is a spiritual idea of God. Um, I still felt concerned and upset over him, and he seemed scared and uncomfortable. He was not acting his normal puppy self in the morning either. He was limping and almost unable to walk. I called my practitioner that morning. At first, we discussed how I was feeling easily distracted by everyday human instincts incidences, both good and bad, causing me not to study Christian science like I should, and not to call her regularly or give testimonies. We talked about how this was animal magnetism, and I was allowing it to affect me. I also talked to her about the incident with my puppy. As we were talking, my puppy was outside in the yard and unable to walk up the steps to come inside. She reminded me of an article, The Word Made Flesh by Martha Wilcox. She told me to study it. And before we got off the phone, she said something like, now get more focused so you can heal. I felt better as soon as we hung up and Deuce 
walked up the stairs, came inside the house, and already seemed to be more comfortable and walking better. In the article, The Word Made Flesh, Mary Baker Eddy's horse was not feeling right. And when I studied the article, I replaced the word horse with the word dog. For example, the only dog there is, is already perfect. And the divine mind is all there is to what the human mind calls dog. As the day progressed and I continued to pray, my puppy started limping less. And by the next morning, was back to his happy puppy self. I'm so grateful to the people at the Plainfield Church that worked so hard to make all these meetings possible. And thank you to Ms. Sheila for the readings tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Jeremy. I am very grateful for Christian Science, to be a member of this church, and to have regular practitioner support. This past spring, I had brought my truck in for an oil change, and I asked them to check out the tires and everything else just to make sure the truck was tip-top because I frequently transport church members around. When I picked the truck up, they told me all was well. Recently, however, I parked at church and I left my wheels turned enough that when I got out, I could see how, despite the outer part of the treads looking fine, the inner four inches of the tires were completely bald. Feels to me that there's no way that this could have happened just in three months. So I thank God for his protection and made an appointment at another shop, which is just, just down the street from my house. These new people were very thorough and willing to give me a complete report on the truck. And they also were able to bring me home and pick me back up when the work was done. I'm so grateful for God's constant protection and for the fact that this error was revealed to me so I could take action on it. And it didn't take more than a half hour total away from my day. It's such a constant blessing to be here learning this science and for how practical Christian science is in our daily lives. Thank you. And now we have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. Good evening. I was thinking today of a beautiful comment made by Benjamin about science and health. He said that no human could ever have written that textbook. Well, I have found this to be absolutely the truth. I took a challenge a few weeks ago to make a new habit of reading five pages of the Bible and five pages of science and health each day. I understood that it may take me some time to gain the discipline to be able to do this every single day. Now, I've had some good success with it for a week, and then I fell off the wagon for a couple of days, and then I've come back to it. I will get there, but there's a couple of things that are occurring to me. Firstly, how remarkably well Mary Baker Eddy knew the scriptures. Before computers, before auto lookup, just with a hard copy Bible, candlelight at night time. What a phenomenal Bible scholar. And the second thing that has occurred to me is her extraordinary command of language to be able to express spirit with human language in such a profound way, without online thesaurus and all the study tools that we have at hand today. 
So this has really reminded me of the joyous truth that science and health was indeed given directly through divine revelation to Mary Baker Eddy, and that she worked as, quote, a scribe under orders, as she herself expressed it. So thank you so much to our holy practitioners for recommending this habit of reading in this way each day. I also wanted to thank tonight the lesson writer for this week's lesson. I never noticed before in 1 Samuel, quote, And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long wilt thou mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill thine horn with oil and go. I will send thee to Jesse, the Bethlehemite, for I have provided me a king among his sons. End quote. This was just the perfect lesson for me this week, that God has already provided everything we need, and we must deeply and sincerely strive to hear what it is that he is saying. Mary Baker Eddy writes in Science and Health, quote, Before human knowledge dipped to its depths into a false sense of things, into belief in material origins, which discard the one mind and true source of being, it is possible that the impressions from truth were as distinct as sound and that they came as sound to the primitive prophets. End quote. I'm extremely grateful to our holy practitioners here at Plainfield Independent. It is a beautiful place to study and learn and grow. I'm very blessed to be a member here, learning more about God every single day, that God really has provided all with all, and we need only to listen to him. I am eternally grateful to be continuing to learn the true Christian science that Mary Baker Eddy discovered. My forever thanks to our Lord God Almighty, to Christ Jesus and Mary Baker Eddy, our Plainfield practitioners and teachers, our members, singers and musicians. So much love to you all and thank you all so much. And now we have a testimony from Izzy in England. Good evening. I wanted to share my gratitude for a lovely healing that I experienced last week. In our little Sunday evening watch group, we have been discussing the knowledge or realisation received through the teachings of Plainfield that anything pertaining to the error is only ever an attempt by error and is never person, place or thing. We agreed in our little discussion that this has been very helpful in learning how to handle error. It seems quite obvious really, but sometimes these things take time to just settle in and really make sense. And I've personally found the teachings at the round table so very helpful. And the regular instructions of how to handle claims of imperfection by simply not backing down, not accepting them, not taking them on board or letting anything become personal. And all this has really helped me. So huge thanks for everybody involved in the round tables. Once I realised and accepted the fact that error is not the person who is being mean to me, it's not the pain in my foot or head or wherever, I found I've really been able to 
fully know its nothingness and its absolute powerlessness over me. And of course, to recognize that God is the only power. There just is nothing else. So the other morning I got out of bed and as I walked across my bedroom, I realized I was um, totally veering straight off to the right <laughs> and I pretty much crashed against the wall. Um, I walked down the hallway to the bathroom and I did the exact same again. It would have been um, a little alarming if I hadn't immediately been able to recognize it as an attempt by error to, well, either spoil my day, spoil me doing my work, make me feel weak, whatever. So I immediately just almost laughed at it. If I didn't have Christian signs, I'm pretty sure I would have gone back to bed and maybe sent a text saying that I wasn't feeling great and I would maybe have to stay at home that day. But because I had Christian science and especially this incredible learning that I have gained, I saw it for what it was, a complete non-event that had no power and no place. And then I think I just forgot about it. I probably got distracted or something. It was only later that I realized that this weird feeling had completely gone almost immediately and I had had a very normal morning and day. So I'm incredibly grateful for everything that I've learned at Plainfield, but especially for this teaching. And my ongoing challenge now is to learn to have the same reaction, whatever claim I see error present. I'm very grateful to and for Christian Science to and for Mrs Eddy, and to and for the Plainfield Church Independent. What an absolute relief, treasure and privilege to be able to live safe and secure in this wonderful knowledge. Thank you. Nancy from New Jersey. Nancy from New Jersey, go ahead. Good evening, and thank you for the service tonight. I wanted to express my gratitude for the beautiful and the very inspiring readings tonight on the undivided garment of Christ. As I was going over the readings for tonight, they really inspired me to think more deeply on this topic of the undivided garment of Christ. It made me think about what was I seeking to clothe myself in, the things of material sense, matter, or spiritual things, the things of God. And it was read tonight from Science and Health on page 142, quote, we must seek the undivided garment, the whole Christ, as our first proof of Christianity. For Christ, truth alone, can furnish us with absolute evidence. As I thought about that and studied further, I came across an article on our website called The Springtide of Soul by Albert F. Engel. It was a very helpful article to me in understanding how to seek the whole garment of Christ. I would like to share just a short paragraph with you. It says, quote, Christianity is the healing power of divine love which exchanges the soiled, outgrown garments of selfishness, small-mindedness, criticism, and hate for the glistening robes of benevolence, bigness of heart, conciliation, and love. 
the law of spirit taught by Jesus destroys the false beliefs of worn-out creeds, dogma, and ritualism, and replaces them with spiritual understanding, Christ-likeness, and wisdom, end quote. I am beyond grateful to this church for all that it freely provides to us to aid in our spiritual growth and to gain a deeper understanding of Christian science. And I'm so grateful to our lesson writers who every week give us readings that inspire and enlighten us. I'm so grateful for our dynamic website, which always has the perfect resources to aid in our studies. I am so grateful to our loving Father, Mother, God, for Christ Jesus, our beloved leader, Mary Baker Eddy. I am very grateful to my practitioner for her steadfast guidance and prayerful support. And I am so grateful to be a member of this beautiful Plainfield Christian Science Church Independence. Thank you. Thank you. Tony or Lenny from North Carolina, go ahead. Michiela, those readings were beautiful. Thank you so much. I'm going to go back and read those many times over. You know, Christ, when he calls us, we're told to rise and throw off our garments. We've been in a kind of a rough situation in the neighborhood that we live, we we were placed in a neighborhood where we quickly fell out of favor with one of our neighbors on one side um, to the point of pretty much hate us. And the other neighbors directly on the other side were just indifferent. And, and kind of struggling with, you know, why we're here. Of course, love thy neighbor, it's easy to say, but when you're faced with those kind of obstacles, it really forces you to um, set yourself aside and live science, and that's going above the jarring testimony of the physical senses and to see science and true, true love for your uh, for your fellow man and understand why that is, because there's truly one mind, and that one mind knows all, loves all, and there is this perfection. And so understanding that, my peace was able to return to me, and that took me some time. But once my peace returned to me, then I think my outward appearance to them must have changed because we've seen some improvement with the the neighbors that... um, disdain us. Uh, The neighbors on the other side of us um, have completely switched now, and they they care for us now. And I have another neighbor down the street that I would now say is a friend. And I attribute all of this just to the the reason I was placed here was to learn how to, to love my neighbor, even in a very tough situation. And tonight, Lenny and I, and Lenny played a big part in in all of this and and her outpouring of love. Every time we see these neighbors, we just pour a blessing on them. We think of the oil of gladness 
Julie in the morning and the afternoon and the evening, we just, <clears throat> we have to, when we mentally do that and pour it on them and help, help them whenever we can. Well, tonight, Lenny and I had just finished a walk and we were on our way home. We had to make it home in time so we could have a little dinner and be ready for church. And my car wouldn't start. And I instantly called my neighbor, my friend on the street. He arrived in less than five minutes and was able to, uh, he showed me this new device, actually, that you can store in your glove box and it will start your car. It stores enough power and you can hook it to your battery. Incredible. It's not like the old jumper cables. I was amazed by it. My car started instantly. We got home. We had a good laugh. And I was just thinking, just what you read tonight in those beautiful readings of, you know, how the how God clothes even the grass. You know, are, are we not that much more special? And just to see the, the love being amplified back now through the neighborhood, back to all of us, it's just been um, quite a joy. And just thank God for this law of love that, that he has for all of us. And um, again, thank you for those readings and um, the testimonies and um, and the service tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you. Sandy from North Carolina. Go ahead. Yes, good evening. Uh, thank you for all the testimonials tonight. I just want to express a, a happy testimony. Um, it's a little bit, um, it's a really a Christian science, a Christian science testimony. You know, um, I'm back in Charlotte, North Carolina, and from the time I find independence, when I was in Nebraska, I just stay with independence. I'm happy. Uh, things happen every day, uh, the activity. So um, uh, it's a local Christian science church. The first Christian science church in Charlotte was built in 1905. They love me, but I've been years away. So my son um, just... Um, is in law school and it's been so many blessings. And he liked the Christian Science Church. He went to the Sunday school over there. So he asked me to go. So we went and I had the congregation. They said, Sandy, we haven't seen you in years. You look great. You're happy. Where have you been? What are you doing? You everything you you look fantastic. I saw kids that used to be at the Sunday school now they're grown with their family. And everybody after the service they start hugging me and they want to know what church are you going? I said, Well, it's the Christian Scientist Independent <laughs> and they have the best practitioners. And what is that? I said, You guys just need to go independent Christian Scientist New Jersey. And you guys need to call the practitioner. Her name is Mary Beth. And I share my healing of breast cancer healing. So they hold me to run in a circle of love. Oh, they cry. I say, this is the way that Miss Mary Beth Kennedy intended. And it'll take long. 
Because you go to the website, I told the young girls, they are Christian scientists, they went to Principia, and they say, Sandy, it's just been hard. I said, nothing hard for the Christ. You just go and do the, the treatment at the website. So I know because the rule of money, if I, I should not influence, you know, or personal attachment. I say, Father, my God, you're going to have to forgive me because I'm bringing the error of good news <laughs> to my brother and sister here in Charlotte. And I said, you know, it's, it's nothing to it. They got the testimonies on Wednesday night. They have a wonderful website. They, they feed the, the bread of life around the world. And they I talk about Young and Martha Wilcox. I said they had the writing. It was such a fruitish. Then they took me to the Sunday class. Then they took me to the nursery. And, they, and I say, and it's joyful. That's why I just here because my son wanted to um, come. So it's a purpose. Everything is a purpose for the Christ. It's not to bless me. It's to bless the whole world. And I place independent Christian scientists in New Jersey. This is hard work that you guys do. A lot of prayer. And now people get to bless. My healing of cancer was complete. No medication. The body, the treatment for body. As simple as that. It didn't cost me a dime. <laughs> That means Mary Beth Kennedy said, do you want to be at the hospital? Do you want to be doing your lessons? I'm so grateful for the round table. For the honesty, you, they explain things easy. It's, it's very easy. I say, I say, I never understood anything over here. <laughs> now I get to understand the round table. I highly recommend it. And I said, the practitioner, but of course you have to do uh, you have to, you have to also help help her with her effort. Over in Charlotte, North Carolina, these Christian scientists they were revitalized, full of the Holy Spirit, and we hope. And it's all because Christian scientists, independence, New Jersey, with independent thought and teaching the way that Miss Mary Baker Eddy expected us to do. Grateful for our Savior Jesus Christ, the way short, and for all the people around the world that take time to share the testimonies of healing and the goodness of God, loving all his children. And I am so happy tonight. Thank you for all that you guys do. What a blessing for the whole humanity. We never know how things unfold in the plan of Father Mother God. And thank you for the beautiful hymns tonight. Thank you. Florence. Florence from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you, Michaela, for the beautiful readings. Very reassuring. Loved what you read from miscellaneous writing, uh, page 241, uh, saying that God never made you sick. There is no necessity for pain, and truth destroys the error that insists on the necessity of any man's bondage to sin and sickness. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Thank you very much, and thank you for all the testimony so far. 
I have two testimonies to read. The first one is from Kenya. And she says, Kenya went through the emergency in the 50s when Kenyans were fighting for their independence from British colonial rule. One particular tribe led the way in this uprising. It was dangerous to travel in outlying areas. One weekend, our family of four took a wrong turn when visiting a place in the country, lost our way, and the car got hopelessly stuck in the mud. We were in the middle of this particular tribe's area. It was dangerous, dark, cold, and rainy. We passed our little dog around to each one of us to keep warm. We sang Christian science hymns and prayed for protection. We knew that we were in the kingdom of heaven with God's children all around. Early the next morning, my father set out courageously on foot to find help and direction. After one hour, he returned with the district commissioner, carrying a large thermos flask of hot coffee, accompanied by a crowd of strong young Kenyans, who laughingly and happily pushed us out of the mud and directed us on the correct way to go. The emergency did not last very long and has since been forgotten. Britain gave independence to Kenya in 1963. I always feel at home with all, whether at school, at work, or anywhere else. All the Kenyans I know are beautiful, receptive, intelligent, and loving people. And the second one is from California. And she says, I am very grateful for this wonderful church, Plainfield Independent and the wonderful practitioner for her dedication and selfless work. A few months ago, I was waiting on some funds from this individual who had promised me to send something for a period of time. And to my surprise, the money did not come. And here I was with so many bills to pay. I was very scared as to how I was going to pay my rent and to make matters worse, my business just started to slow down. It was a very difficult time, but each time I spoke to the practitioner, she assured me to lean on God alone and that my abundance was ever-present and spiritual. She also sent me articles that have been very helpful. I kept praying because I knew that my Father God would not let me laugh. Some days I spend lots of time thanking him for all the healings he has done for me and remain grateful. In some hours of despair, I reached out to him with praise. The website of the church has helped me so much. I listen so often to the roundtables that have kept me and reassured me that God was with me. Slowly some work started to come and the practitioner kept praying for me to gain the change of thought needed to reassure me of the love of God. My business started to pick up and some other avenues of work are starting to open up. I am so thankful 
and day by day I discover new ways of how God loves me. I am so grateful for God, for Christian science, and the early workers from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, Plainfield Church Independent. With much love. Thank you. Mary. Good evening, everyone. Just read a few things tonight. Uh, the first from Illinois. Again, God has answered, answered my prayer. Today, I discovered a YouTube channel named Long Year Museum. This channel offers a massive amount of information pertaining to our leader, Mary Baker Eddy, and Christian science. I'm very grateful that divine love does meet my every human need. And then this from Holland. I'm reading William Kirk Kilpatrick's Being is Consciousness. He writes that our work is to know God, to understand the ever-presence, so that any opposite sense cannot suggest itself as a possibility. Be allied to God. Let God have his way. All else is just animal magnetism or hypnotism. And I rejoice in his teaching. In Pennsylvania, the archive Bible studies and roundtables continue to be a treasure trove of inspiration and encouragement. Last night, I read or listened to something about silence is golden, and it was just what I needed concerning conflicts with others. There was lots more, but this was especially needed and helpful. Now what is needed is to listen to my spiritual sense as to when and how to apply it, and perhaps not to get discouraged when I stumble. Thank you, God, and thank you, Plainfield. And then this, this is something that was in the Boston Herald probably many years ago. I know that we had found it, and it was also in our magazine, again, several years ago, but it's an interesting testimony from Puente Gorda, Florida. At the age of 90, a George W. Goff, who lives near here, has grown young again. Up to a year ago, Mr. Goff was blind, partially deaf, and bald, and had been so for many years. About that time, however, he suddenly recovered his eyesight and hearing, and his hair began to grow. Now Mr. Goff hears and sees as well as he ever did, and his head is covered with a growth of black hair. As his eyesight strengthened and his hair grew, a marked change occurred to Mr. Goff's physical condition, and from being a decrepit man, hardly able to walk, he became as strong and active as a youth of 20 years. The wrinkles on his skin disappeared, and he now looks fresh and youthful. The case has puzzled the physicians, they say the man is entirely rejuvenated and may live another 90 years. <clears throat> they assert that the old tissues have been replaced by new and that physically Mr. Goff is not more than 20 years old. So youthful did Mr. Goff feel that last week he, was ma he married a handsome young girl. <laughs> to, to look at the couple, one would never suspect that there was any difference in their ages, although the groom is... 70 years older than his bride. <laughs> anyway, Mr. Goff was born in Georgia in 1805. He fought in the Indian War under Andrew Jackson and remembers Old Hickory well. 
He also was in the Mexican and Civil Wars and was wounded at the Battle of Buena Vista. So that goes along. Um, this was submitted to me from Louise in Missouri, and she said it goes along in what we learn in science and health. And that one woman who did not age um, because she was not cosmic, not thinking about the passing of time. So anyway, that was a wonderful example of that in the Boston Herald from years ago. Um, this is from Massachusetts. I am so grateful to all at this Plainfield Church who are working selflessly to bring to the world such a wealth of spiritual resources. And I want to thank all of those who each week give their inspiring testimonies. They have brought out to me how important it is to bring God into the smallest minutia of daily life. Please accept the enclosed donation with my deepest gratitude. I don't remember how I was led to this blessed church, but it was surely God guiding me. I feel I have found my spiritual home. And then lastly, from Sweden. Recently, we found much inspiration from the readings of the healer. The good work flowing out from your church is truly amazing. It did finally rain in Scandinavia as soon as we had written to you about the problem. Um, and we are much, much, grateful from, much grateful to our church from the members in Sweden. And that uh, had been told to our weather committee and people were working. And so they were very grateful for the rain in Sweden. So I'll end it there, and I thank you all for the meeting tonight, those testimonies and beautiful music, hymns, and yes, those beautiful readings. Thank you so much, our, the undivided garment. When God heals us, when the Christ heals us, we are made whole. Just as that beautiful song our group sings, he touched me and made me whole. I'm so grateful to be here tonight, and have a good evening. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 109. Hear, O God, thy healing presence lifts our thoughts from self and sin, fills with light their hidden places when thy love is welcomed in. Hear thy tender, sweet persuasions turn us home to heavenly ways, while our hearts, unsealed, adoring, pour the fragrance of thy praise. Hymn 109.